2: with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson.
0: Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, The ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today is harmlessness and right speech. And before we begin, I just want to let you know that we have a gift for you. The title of the gift is Harmlessness and Right Speech. Um, It's a paper, but we'll talk more about how you can acquire that gift later on in the show. And we should give some credit to the founder of the Lucis Trust organization, Alice Bailey, and the main inspiration for all of our our shows uh, comes from the works of Alice Bailey, as does the following thought. Let harmlessness be the keynote of your life. Uh, That's a great value and one I think we should all uh, attain and stick to. Alice Bailey said, Study your emotional effect on others so that by no mood, depression, or emotional reaction can you harm.
2: What did she mean by that? Well, a number of thoughts come to mind, but um, when she says study your emotional effect on others, it makes one realize that when we talk about harmlessness, we're not just talking about actions or even about words but about a kind of an emanation that we give off uh, by whatever emotional state or mental state we are in. And this may be news to some people that um, if we keep our, our peace and don't say anything negative, nevertheless, by a sulky or depressed or angry mood, we can communicate something that creates an effect that others experience, and uh, in fact, it can actually bring the atmosphere down to a lower state just by our own negativity being injected into a group, whether we're talking about a family or an office or um, a study group or a social gathering.
1: Yeah, when Alice <coughs> says study or emotional effect on others, um, that seems to imply that to be more aware, hmm. and it, it, it throws the um, problem back on to oneself, that one has to learn to be more aware of one's thoughts and feelings and moods uh, as they are happening.
2: They're communicable. <clears throat> Is that the word? Communicable?
1: Communicable, yeah.
2: Like a disease.
1: And uh, Exactly. And it spreads uh, like a disease mm-hmm. because um, it's contagious. Mm-hmm. So, because if you if you sometimes you're standing in um, with a group of people and uh, one of the people uh, has a is in a bad mood, Mm -hmm. it will uh, kind of um, contaminate the whole room. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, it reminds me of my whole childhood, which was <laughs> spent in a bad mood. Well, we don't
1: need to go into that. <laughs> we don't have time for that. <laughs> That's my mom. This is only a half-hour show. so. I <laughs> but, uh, exactly, I mean, it, it's, um, and also, I mean, it isn't just the bad moods that uh, we have, because it's sometimes the... Um, as it says also in the Bailey writings, uh, our good tendencies, our virtues, can also uh, be c- contagious. Um, they they can like love is a uh, a virtue, but if it can be misplaced and even harmful if it's overdone, uh, like uh, an over possessive love of a parent, mm-hmm. uh, where love is uh, becomes too possessive and smothering and the child becomes um, uh, smothered by this love, then the child actually is harmed and does not allow to grow, I think.
2: Years ago, I can remember um, coming back to this idea of um, the contagion of whatever mood, that we should um, cultivate the opposite if we're in a negative mood. For example, Shakespeare said, if you don't have a virtue, assume it. And we could say the same about a mood. If you don't have a good mood, assume it. It's part of the as-if technique that we've talked about on this program a number of times. And at that time, I was suffering from something that anybody would agree was a really bad uh, uh, patch in my life. And I can remember talking to someone, a very spiritual person, and she advised me when I was in such a terribly depressed state to... Try singing to myself. It was a lyric from um, one of Walt Disney's movies uh, that goes something like "Zippity doo dah, zippity yay, Mm -hmm. my oh my, what a wonderful day." And uh, I tried it, and it helped a little bit. Her point was was actually very good that you have to pick yourself up out of your mood, and that's how you can lift the atmosphere for everybody around you. At first, it might feel a little bit phony and artificial. But when you realize that it's a service that helps others, it really um, makes it more worthwhile. If you're in a bad mood, try cultivating uh, a slight smile and you'll find that it does pick up your attitude and people will respond to you better. It's all part of lifting the quality of the atmosphere for everyone. Mm
1: We have to remember that we're dealing with energy here, too. Mm. It's energy and force, and uh, our moods, our thoughts give off energy, give off a force of a certain type, and certainly our speech does. And uh, it's something to be very aware of, that we're, we're dealing with forces and energies, and we're constantly giving out energies and forces and vibrations, of course vibrations or are more refined vibrations, and uh, this is what other people will pick up on, because they they too are... Uh, it, it's a connection between the auras, and uh, so there is a lot of um, energies and forces that are passed along, passed back and forth.
2: The writings of Alice Bailey say that harmlessness is not a negative or sweet or kindly uh, attitude, as people might think, they might conjure up this picture of a kind of passive, harmless, but uh, inept and rather weak individual. That's not true harmlessness. She says that it's actually a state of mind. It's mm-hmm. a state of mind. It's Everything originates in the mind, as we know. Everything, action, speech, emotions, all of it originates from whatever we are thinking or not thinking. But it it um because it's a state of mind, it concerns motive and cause, and when you watch the origin of your thoughts and you begin to see how they would play out in their effect, you can realize how important uh-huh. harmlessness is and how really it's the only sa- saving grace uh, to right human relations because it um it affirms that everything will result as an expression of goodwill. It, it goes against the selfishness and the egocentric attitude that is all too human, but that is the cause of all of the wrong human relations. And
1: uh, Yeah, I, I think that, um, as I said before, we, we have to be more aware of our speech because I think everybody has had the experience of uh, speaking in haste and then mm-hmm. thinking later, gee, I wish I hadn't said that and after we see what the effect has been for the, that uh, moment of uh, unthoughtful speech. So uh, it's, it's, uh, it's worth being, being aware of that and, <clears throat> and correcting it before it happens. Mm-hmm. Words, as you say, it, it, it works out through the mind, and it's in the mind that we find the uh, correct way to correct it before it happens.
2: In a spiritual sense, I think we could say that true harmlessness is positive rather than negative in its um, electrical charge or in its um, energetic charge. It's positive. You could say it's proactive, to use a word that a lot of people use today. It's not passive and simply receptive, allowing everybody to walk all over you. That's not harmlessness it's It's positive and it's creative because it um, it's a conditioning force and really I think in the in the deepest sense, it originates from a capacity to perceive others as extensions of oneself, to enter into the consciousness of a, another human being in a in a deeply spiritual way, even when that person might be speaking or behaving in a way that is really, you think, wrong and um, unworthy of that person, try to imagine in his consciousness how life must look. And this ability to begin to perceive the world through the eyes of another is a a major step toward harmlessness.
1: And uh, it also says that uh, practicing harmlessness... um, Uh, will be the destroyer of all limitation. Uh, You you wonder sometimes how harmlessness can destroy a limitation, but it's it's an expression of love, of really a love of understanding another person, and therefore it it, uh, breaks down those barriers of, of limitation.
2: I think I've seen that actually work out in effect in group work of um, whatever sort where you think there's going to be in harmony and disagreement and maybe even arguments and ill will. If you come into that conversation or that discussion with a truly harmless attitude that wishes others, even those who disagree with you, well, and that perceives them as decent human beings. And if you bring that harmless attitude with you, it does destroy the limitations or the cleavages that might initially be there. It breaks down barriers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it uh, <coughs> allows energy of relationships to flow. And uh, whereas uh, all this, um, the. Um, harmful thoughts and harmful uh, emotional reactions really set up walls all around Mm -hmm. yourself and other people.
2: Speaking of walls, I think a lot of people, rather sensitive people, develop a tendency to create walls around themselves, to insulate themselves from others, and it's based on a fear of other people and a fear of what people might do to them or say to them. But that is not harmless, because that is deepening whatever barrier exists between oneself and others. It's essentially separative. Mm -hmm. Whereas cultivating an attitude of harmlessness then does not attract any negative or um, unpleasant behavior toward you. It's said, in fact, that the great saints are able to walk through a forest where there are wild animals and be safe from attack because there's nothing in them that invites a response of harm
1: that's, that's interesting too because uh, if one should try to build on that because then uh, you, <laughs> you'd walk through the life in the, the streets out here perhaps in a little safer condition yeah. but there's also the, the uh, aspect of harmfulness that one is also poisoning oneself Mm-hmm. If you walk around with harmful thoughts and hateful and angry thoughts towards other people you're you're probably poisoning yourself more than doing mm-hmm. harm to them mm-hmm. and uh because you because, have to live with your thoughts yeah now. and you, you're you're creating this atmosphere of of negativity all around you and you walk around and that's what you're carrying around and that's the kind of poisons you start to uh, generate within yourself and your you're secreting these poisonous
0: <laughs> substances away from your glands.
2: That sounds icky. <laughs> for
0: those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today is harmlessness and right speech. We have a gift for you uh, today. Uh, the title of the gift is Harmlessness and Right Speech. It's taken. Uh, it's a paper, and it's excerpts taken from the works of Alice Bailey on this topic. So if you'd like to order it, uh, we'll be happy to send it out to you totally free of charge. Just give us a call at our toll-free number, 1-866-695-8247. Once again, that's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. LUCIS LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. 1-866. Think of New York LUCIS. And in addition to the gift, we also have to say that uh, we need help. These radio ex- uh, shows are very expensive. We appreciate the help that you've given us, and many of you have been uh, very generous with us. These uh, shows, are we've had a lot of people expressing uh, their appreciation of the shows, and they seem to like the values that are set forth in this show from the works of Alice Bailey. But we continue to need your support, and we thank all of you for your support. and. Uh, Uh, If you want to donate uh, to us so that we keep these shows on the air, uh, donations can be sent to Lucis Trust, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Trust, One Twenty Wall Street, New York, New York, One Zero 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 Five. It's Lucis Trust, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Trust, One Twenty Wall Street, New York, New York, One Zero 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 Five, and we have a lot of things that we can say about harmlessness. I guess we can uh, uh, go on in such great depth for it. But uh, uh, what happens, uh, Sarah and Dale, if somebody verbally attacks you or attacks you in some other way? What's the best way to respond to them if you want to stay in that mode of, uh, of harmlessness?
2: I suppose um, the best way that I can think of is to remember that regardless of the words that are coming out of their mouths, you are facing another human being who Mm -hmm. is divine in origin and divine in destiny and at the moment behaving badly, but nevertheless Mm -hmm. a human being. Remembering that essential quality of humanity, I think, creates a bridge between you and um, keeps you from retreating into a a separation from them, which is what happens when there's an argument. You separate and you you um, remove yourself from the other person mm-hmm. and you wait for them to come and apologize or repair the damage and often that doesn't happen.
0: But don't, don't allow them to get you into their negative energy, is that it?
2: No, uh, um, you don't have to sit there and just take it. Uh, you can ask them to stop speaking or you can walk away if necessary. But in your mind and in your emotional reaction, don't allow yourself to um, to um, forget that they're human.
1: Yeah. And try not to absorb it, because yeah. if you take it into yourself, then uh, it becomes a part of your... Mm-hmm. That's a
2: hard one, yeah. Yeah. To yeah. not yeah. absorb it. It's not
1: easy to do, yeah. because sometimes, you know, as no. I said before, it's it's energy and it's force coming at you, and uh, it, it takes a considerable strength to... Uh, Um, ward off that kind of an attack
2: Mm -hmm. well actually it's quite an advanced spiritual stage to be able to transmute energies such as you're describing to really transmute and redeem them Um, there's a lesser stage apparently where people who are fairly adept at wielding energy can return the ill will, the negative energy coming at them, return it to its sender, but then Aren't you participating in the furthering of Mm, karma by returning the harm to them? That's Mm -hmm. not uh, valid spiritual Mm -hmm. action either. The really advanced uh, spiritual adepts can transmute that ill will. And there are saints or masters or whatever you call them who do that for the world, Mm -hmm. who transmute humanity's evil, negative energy. Mm -hmm. Christ was such a one. And I
1: remember the <coughs> story about the Buddha and someone severely mm-hmm. criticized him, and his response was love,
2: mm-hmm.
1: more, mm-hmm. L- uh, more love.
2: The more mm. they attack you, the more mm. you should love them. Yeah, because that's what they need. Anybody who's attacking you is in deep need of love.
1: That's what's missing in yeah. in, in, in their character, and that's what mm-hmm. the Buddha was replacing. He was replacing the absence of love in that person's character. So uh, by filling that, that empty cup with love, then he neutralized the whole uh, attack.
2: And I suppose by loving them, you are also creating in yourself a kind of a positive condition that does not allow their ill will or whatever to penetrate your own mm-hmm. aura because you are projecting, you are expressing love. Therefore, you're not simply empty and vulnerable.
0: So am I correct in, in this understanding that what you're doing in the most advanced uh, state of consciousness, which we're all hopefully aspiring towards, is you're taking that negative energy that's directed at you and you're turning it into a force for good.
2: Yes. Yeah. It's a very advanced state, but um, gradually one can learn to do that. And through harmlessness, you can learn to neutralize all negative emanations. That's the the duty or the the service of really truly spiritually realized people.
0: Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. There are are said to be three ancient rules (coughs) for the right direction of energy. Uh, Could you say something about those rules?
2: Yes, they are from an ancient book of rules that is said to be given to all seekers who embark on the spiritual path. And they concern the... um, Direction of emotional energy because that's where most people have to begin when they set out to develop spiritually. They have to first redeem and transmute their emotions, the way they handle their feelings and so on. And um, these are ancient rules in a very archaic kind of language, so bear with me. Rule one says, Enter thy brother's heart and see his woe, then speak. Let the words spoken convey to him the potent force he needs to loose his chains, yet loose them not thyself. Thine is the work to speak with understanding. The force received by him will aid him in his work.
1: That's not an easy um, <clears throat> easy rule to follow, uh, exactly. Especially in if one is just beginning to set foot on the path, but uh, uh, it, it's a matter, as we said before, to observe your own feelings, and your own um, um, your own thoughts and energies, and uh, <coughs> um, to enter thy brother's heart and see his woe. It it means identifying with him, first of all, and mm-hmm. getting your little self out of the way, because the tendency may be on the part of some to uh, immediately respond with um, uh, an example of your own woe,
2: yes. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Which is considerable. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's
1: much more woeful than yours, <laughs> obviously, so you try to do Absolutely. him one better, and you know, pretty soon you, you forget all about him. So, I mean, that's the way not to approach him, but
2: also not to advise him and solve his problems for him. Right. It says, mm-hmm. let the word spoken convey to him the potent force he needs to loose his chains, yet loose them not thyself.
1: So it means a certain amount of detachment
2: mm-hmm. in
1: that identification. And uh, that's not always easy to do either. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes, your work is to speak with understanding. Mm-hmm. And the only way you're going to understand them is to listen and to um, think along with him.
2: And to to love the person. They can solve their own problems so much better than you can, but they need love, and they need the support of someone who cares and uh, is um, steadfast in their friendship, and then they have the strength to solve their own problems.
1: Right. But the second rule, the this rule two is... Enter thy brother's mind, and read his thoughts. But only when thy thoughts are pure, then think, and let the thoughts thus created enter thy brother's mind, and blend with his, yet keep detached thyself, for none have the right to sway a brother's mind. The only right there is will make him say, He loves, he stands by, he knows, he thinks with me, And I am strong to do the right and learn thus to speak and learn thus to think.
2: I love that rule. Oh. Enter thy brother's mind and read his thoughts, but only when your thoughts are pure. How often do we try to imagine what's going on in another person's mind to explain some action that uh, we found surprising, if not shocking? We interpret their their motivations, and usually in a very critical, yeah. judgmental way, don't we? Yeah,
0: generally we say, well, I wouldn't have done that no, in his no. situation. That's no, no. very often what we, th- what we yeah. do.
2: And it's because he is such and such. That's why he did that. But this rule says, do that, enter into his mind and read his thoughts, but only when your thoughts are pure. Mm -hmm. So that the thoughts thus created by your purity of mind, your lack of judgment, your lack of um, uh, criticism, and so on, can enter his mind and blend with his own thoughts. That's uh, an enormous service to think along with someone who's in trouble or questioning. And the first
1: step to do that is to let go of your own little thoughts and Mm -hmm. uh, not to try to inject Mm -hmm. your ideas and put pressure on him to think your way because that won't uh, solve his problem.
2: So much harm is done by people who think they know best and know what another person should do. And they mean well, but (coughs) they do harm.
1: Yeah, you're going to straighten him out,
2: yes, <laughs> yeah, and um the effect of this uh, upon a person is to realize he loves he stands by, he knows he thinks with me, and I am strong to do the right, it strengthens another person, it doesn't take on their karma or their their duty or their fate. It just stands with them and strengthens the soul within them, and they can then Mm -hmm. make their decisions with much more clarity and insight.
1: Maybe we should go on to the third one here. Um,
2: Blend with thy brother's soul and know him as he is. Only upon the plane of soul can this be done. Elsewhere the blending feeds the fuel of his lower life. Then focus on the plan. Thus will he see the part that he and you and all men play. Thus will he enter into life and know the work accomplished. That's the most esoteric.
1: <clears throat> yeah, because that means blending with one's soul, at the soul level. And this is not an easy thing to do uh, at first, because here again it means identifying with him on at, at the level of cause. You're trying to get back to the cause of uh, not only his, his outer life, but the cause of his inner life, too, and uh, trying to identify at that
2: level. So often we try to blend with people on the level of their personality, their outer nature, and then so often the effect is just to strengthen whatever weakness or flaw is in them, because you're trying to meet them on a level that is not their highest and best self but when you try to blend with the innermost spiritual essence, the, the, their best and highest self, you're strengthening the capacity within them that will lead them out of whatever present state they're in.
1: And that's really how some of the masters of the wisdom work. They, they work with the soul aspect mm-hmm. and not with the personality mm-hmm. so much. Anyway, I just want to mention, these three rules will be included in that paper and uh, so people can read them for themselves if you order the paper.
0: And if you'd like to order the paper, please do so. We'll be happy to you, happy to send it out to you, totally free of charge. Uh, the title of the paper is Harmlessness and Right Speech. And if you give us a call on our toll-free number, uh, we'll send it out. one 695 8247 Once again, that's one 695 8247 Four, seven. The easy way to remember it: one eight six six N Y Lucis. Lucis is L U C I S. That's one eight six six. Think of New York Lucis. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words.